0: Welcome to One Life where we live in faith every day. And we talk about everything that pertains to life. It is your girl CC Eccles. We are the show that is fun, transparent, and above all, we are Christ centered. Thank you so much for joining us on today. Y'all, oh my goodness, I have had <laughs> I've had a week. Let's just say that. I have had a week, but I'm um, excited to say. That the Lord delivered them out of them all. So we give God praise for all the things that the Lord has done. Glory to God, because he has done so many wonderful things. want to say um, also special thanks to everybody who has submitted your homework assignment. Guys, this is an ongoing assignment. It's an ongoing assignment. Go ahead and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. It is an ongoing assignment because I'm talking about last week's show because we need to be witnessing more. We do. We need to be witnessing more. We need to be sharing the gospel of Jesus more. We need to invite people to Christ uh, because once we accept Christ, then we it's our responsibility to at least plant that seed. It's our responsibility to at least share a church or where a person who is newly saved can go to get teachings. Yep, 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 yep. It's our responsibility, everybody. Okay? All right. (laughs) Now that I've got that off my chest, it's our responsibility, okay? Now, happy... Women's month. That's right. The entire month of March is women's month. And my goodness, it's there are so many different wonderful things that women are doing today. And I just want to say happy women's month. Y'all, if you're doing something exceptionally well for God, whether you're in business, whether you're a mother, whether you're a wife, no matter what it is that you're doing, happy Women's Day because it's not easy being a woman. It's just not because I've been one all my life. And there have been some challenges. Oh, my goodness. And I'm sure we could say the same thing for the men, but we're focusing right now on the women. So happy Women's Month to all the beautiful women that are out here glorifying God. Happy Women's Month. And um, on that note, guys, I want to say a congratulations to um, this is going to be my spotlight of the pastor I've, I've i've spotlighted this pastor before khadijah jenkins but guys now she has a new book that is coming out and i think it's going to be a really really great book it's called from mediocrity to maturity that title alone gets me and you can pick that book up anywhere books are sold she is the um the founding pastor with her husband sean jenkins over at New Beginnings Outreach Ministries. So congratulations to Miss Khadijah Jenkins on her new book, Mediocrity to Maturity. Also, um, in celebration of Women's Month, I want to say congratulations to my girl Regina Hall, Wanda Sykes, and Amy Schumer. They're going to be hosting this year's the 94th annual... Um, Award show, Oscars. They're going to be hosting the 94th annual Oscars. So congratulations again goes out to Regina Hall. I love Regina Hall. She is super hilarious, and it's so good to see her get um, the shine and the and the due respect. Um, that she's getting and the attention that she's getting so congratulations to Regina Hall, Wanda Sykes and Amy Schumer on hosting it now guys if you want to catch it that show it's going to be March the 27th so check your local listening check your local listening for more additional details to that okay and also guys I got an email um, about a week and a half ago it was an invitation and it was to It's a ministry called make me available ministries it's a social media ministry and they invited me to be a guest contributor so i was so honored i'm like oh my goodness so um i don't know what i'm going to be blogging about you can do a video blog or you can do um just a regular blog but it's going to be featured um in their newsletter ig twitter linkedin and facebook accounts so guys thank you so much for the opportunity it is an honor to share my faith it is an honor to share anything pertaining to christ so thank you guys so very much i appreciate y'all so much now can't wait to tell you what we're gonna be talking about (laughs) don't you go nowhere we'll be right back back in a moment Did you know you can now hear us on iHeartRadio? That's right. We can now be heard on iHeartRadio. Don't worry. You can still hear us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, BMC Radio and BMC Podcast UK, Breaker and Radio Public. We are your digital family. So no matter how you choose to listen, just tune in and watch your life change. And we are back. Today I want to um well, I think what I want to do first is I want to read First Peter five eight. First Peter five eight says, "Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now, today we're going to be talking about weak at the knees, knowing your weaknesses. Weak at the knees, knowing your weaknesses. The word, let's just set a foundation in terms of. So that we'll know what we're referencing because I like to do, (laughs) I like to make sure I have a clear understanding. Um, The word weakness means it's a lack of strength or a character flaw or something that cannot be resisted. And I like to say that they're triggers. I like to say that they're triggers. The word devour means to eat up, to destroy quickly. So I just wanted to put that definition, those definitions out there so that as we continue on with the show, we'll be clear as to what we're, what we're really referring to. So in my studying this week, I realized that the enemy is very calculating, you know, in the book of Job, he literally was looking for someone to eat up. He was looking for someone to, to, to trip, to fall. He was looking for someone to destroy quickly. He was looking for him and God suggested Job. He volunteered Job, if you will. He suggested and he volunteered Job. Now I'm learning that I need to know what my weaknesses are. I need to know what my own weaknesses are. I don't want the enemy to know more about me than I know about myself. You know, when you're going on a job interview, they ask you questions like, "What are what is your strength? What well, what is your weaknesses?" When you are studying, because I told you last week that I enjoy football. When you're studying the opposing team, you know what their strengths are. But guess what? You're not going to target their strengths. You're going to target their weaknesses. You're going to look at the video footage. You're going to see where there were open gaps. You're going to look at the video footage. You're going to find out if someone is a little slow. You're going to look at, you're going to just observe them. You're going to observe the plays. You're going to observe if there, are, if there are different habits that they have when they run certain plays. You're going to study them. That's what the enemy does to us. He study us. He study us, y'all. My goodness. Because he's looking for our weaknesses. Another example is Muhammad Ali when he boxed. George Foreman. George Foreman was much bigger than him. So the strategy that Muhammad Ali, number one, he studied him. So he knew what his weaknesses was. He knew he was he could not throw a more powerful pitch than George Foreman. So he knew that, okay, this dude is bigger than me, so I'm going to wear him out and I'm going to let him tire himself out. And I'm just going to take a couple of punches. So it showed that when Muhammad Ali was with his sparring partner, he just kept telling him, keep punching me, keep punching me. Because he knew he was going to have to take some hits. When you watch the video footage of the actual fight, you saw Muhammad Ali leaning against the rope and you saw him taunting and really, you know, doing what Muhammad Ali does best. And that is to make you angry. When they interviewed Muhammad Ali, he said that you use so much energy when you're angry. So his tactic was to just get George Foreman so angry at him to throw his hardest punch. And he had to be able to endure it. Why? Because he studied his opponent weakness. So you would see. Muhammad Ali whispered in George Foreman's ear just to get under his skin, just to make him angry because he knew he was going to be exercising so much energy. Fast forward. Once George Foreman got so tired, so tired of throwing them hard punches. That's when Muhammad Ali went in. That's when he really, <laughs> that because he was pres- He was reserving all of his energy, but that's when Muhammad Ali went in when he was tired when George Foreman was tired because he had studied his weaknesses. The enemy studies our weaknesses. Have you ever been in a situation where it was so trying for you? You're like, Lord, this is really hard. And of course the Lord see you through that situation. Months later, You're faced with a similar situation, but a different face. But it's the same situation that got you the first time. It's because. The enemy studies you and he wants to make you weak at your knees. My God, Jesus, the enemy wants you. To be so frustrated. To be so angry. To create triggers so that he can push those buttons. Oh, yes, he does. My goodness. <laughs> he studied us, y'all. And I I have to, the, the word of God says, um, I think it's in Peter. That we have to be vigilant. What does vigilant mean? It means to be watchful. We need to be on guard. When I say the enemy has stepped up his game, he has. And we need to be on guard. We are believers. We are the ones with the power. We are the ones with the anointing. And we are the ones that need to be vigilant. And the word also says be sober. That means don't be drunk in mind. Don't be drunk in your way of thinking, but have a sober way of thinking. The enemy observes us because he want to know what your triggers are. Have you ever seen a movie where you could you could be in a friendship or a relationship in a movie and when that person makes you angry or makes the cast person angry, then they go for all the gusto of everything that they know that would trigger them. To make them angry, to get back at them, because the enemy has studied them. <laughs> the role of the enemy is to learn what makes you tick. The role of the enemy is to learn what makes you mad, what makes you sad, what makes you hurt, what makes you angry, what makes you disappointed, what makes you unfocused, what makes you frustrated what makes you unmotivated he's going to study you and he tries different ways to attack those emotions and he used different situations he could use people on your job he could use your spouse he could use your mother he could use your co-worker he could use your best friend he could use a sickness he could use a disease He could use an overdue bill that you already paid triggers. He could use disappointment where you was looking forward to having a certain thing and that's a trigger. And what happens when your buttons are pushed, when our buttons are pushed, we say things that don't line up with the word of God. Because we're so emotionally charged. We say things out of anger. We say things out of fear. We say things out of frustration that don't line up with the word of God. And the enemy walks away laughing, taking notes because he ain't finna ambush you just yet. He's going to wait for the right time when you're weak. Have you heard that saying, um, Never kick a man when they're down. The enemy loves to kick you when he thinks you're down. He loves to kick you when he thinks you're weak at the knees. My God, Jesus. He loves it. We have to be watchful, sober, vigilant. So that when the enemy come, we have our weapons. We have our sword. And the sword is the word of God. We have our armor on. I was challenged just last week and I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Because the enemy knows how to hit you, where to hit you. What's going to make you say, ouch. You remember, I remember back in the day, um, my sister and I would play this game where you would have, you would grab each other's hand and The first person that says mercy or uncle, you lose. And we had to really tolerate that pain, and they would just be bending our hand back, bending our hand back. And then you have to say, ouch, ouch, okay, 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 uncle, uncle, mercy. That means stop. That means let up. The enemy don't care if you say uncle. He don't care if you say ouch because that's his job. That's his job. (laughs) Lord have mercy. Be sober, be vigilant. That's our job. Be watchful. Make sure that your words, no matter what we're dealing with, no matter what we're going through, no matter what report that we're getting, make sure because he goes away for a season. Make sure. That no matter what emotion you're feeling, that your words are lining up with the word of God. The word of God says that God hastens. That means he runs to perform his word. He runs to to perform his word. That means he's listening. That means God is listening to the things that come out of our mouths. I'm learning that my my words are a weapon. Your words are a weapon. So either our words are going to be a sword or it's going to be a plastic knife. We have to make sure we know which one we're bringing to the fight. I want to, I want my sword. I want my sword to be sharp. So if the enemy even come near me, he would have to back it up. He would have to back it up. That's when it comes to where we have to renew our minds with the word of God. And we have to say what God says, no matter what it looks like. And sometimes it can be challenging. Many times it can be challenging. But the word of God is true. God is real. God is powerful. God is on the throne. God would never leave us. Neither will he forsake us. He hastened to perform his word. We have to make sure that we're speaking his word and that we're not speaking doubt and unbelief. We have to make sure that our words are lining up with the word of God. Otherwise, we need to be quiet until they do. Because keep in mind, the enemy's job is to find and discover your triggers. The enemy's job is to make you hurt, sad, mad, frustrated, angry, unmotivated, disappointed, unfocused. That's his job to do. So when you see him and when you're feeling that emotion, that's when we need to run to that secret place. We need to keep our mouth closed. Don't say nothing. Keep your mouth closed breathe renew your mind pluck up doubt pluck up unbelief pluck up any and everything that have been that, that has tried to be a seed that's planted against what God has already spoken in your life if it's doubt I don't care who it's coming from because the devil can use anybody y'all He don't care what mouthpiece he uses, And typically he uses a voice that you trust. So we have to make sure that the voice that we trust, that we're listening to is our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. And we have to renew that mind. It takes work. It takes work. We can't just, you know, Live our lives and let the devil just do and say whatever he want to say with our lives. Our lives don't belong to us. Our life belongs to Jesus Christ. It does. And I'm learning what my weaknesses are so that when the enemy tries to come at me with a weapon, with a trigger, with a dagger, you know, with darts, glory to God. I can see it coming and I, and I'm already ready. I'm already suited up. We got to make sure we stay suited up, stay suited up. Glory to God. Make sure that no matter how frustrated you're getting, (laughs) no matter how frustrated you're getting, make sure that when you open up your mouth, you're opening up your mouth in agreement with what God has said. Otherwise, be quiet. Think about Zechariah. Zechariah, the word of God had come to Zechariah that he was gonna be a father. And that angel said, Because you don't believe, I'm gonna make you a mute. I'm gonna shut your mouth for you because you will not alter the plan of God with your tongue. So when we're in spiritual warfare, we need to make sure that our mouth is lining up with the word of God. Otherwise, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth because the devil is waiting on your words. He's listening and waiting for you to agree with him. Adam and Eve, man down. Because they agreed with what Satan said instead of was in obedience to what God had told them. What are your weaknesses? Your opponent, your adversary is watching. And I promise you, he knows your triggers. He knows your weaknesses. We come back. I'm going to give you your homework assignment. Don't go nowhere. Back in a moment. thirsty for some tea then keep it right here on the One Life podcast with CC Eccles oh yes we bring the tea we bring the talk the encouragement and the affirmations (laughs) now after the show check out the One Life library that can be found on the Anchor and Spotify platform there you can listen to any show as many times as you like the refills are free We have the talk, the encouragement, and the affirmations. Now that's some sweet tea for you. And we are back. We're back. Today we've been talking from the topic, Know Your Weaknesses. And we said that the enemy Studies us he does y'all And he knows exactly What brings fear He knows exactly how to torment Us he know how to bring Anxiety into our lives He does And what he do is he watch how we Respond to it and he writes that Down he writes He writes down and he studies What makes us Where we can't sleep at night He write that down too he just take notes. He collects data. He does. And it's just like when you're practicing and you're dribbling a ball and you're very good at dribbling with your right hand. And coach says, OK, now I want you to be efficient with dribbling with your left hand. So the area of weaknesses is your left hand may be weaker than your right hand when it comes to dribbling. But when you practice dribbling with the opposite hand, That's how you're going to get that area strengthened, which is why once you write down your five weaknesses, I want you to write down five scriptures that will pluck up those areas of weaknesses so that you can be strong in them. Five weaknesses, five scriptures that's going to come back. That's going to say, you know what? I got this. And you only going to be able to say that when you, is is if you're practicing doing your affirmation, because the word of God says faith come by hearing. So you're going to have to hear yourself speak out of your mouth, the word of God, and you're becoming stronger and stronger in those areas. Once you start applying the word to your life. Amen. All right. Send your homework assignment to the Group at gmail.com. Want to say congratulations again to Pastor Khadijah Jenkins over at New Beginnings Outreach Ministries Incorporated on her new book From Mediocrity to Maturity. Also, want to say congratulations to Miss Beverly Heath. Had the pleasure of meeting her earlier this year. Well, she has been nominated in 5 categories for the Gospel Choice Awards. And guys, just go over to that website which is www.GospelChoiceMusicAwards.com and you'll be able to see all the nominees and all the categories. Cash your vote. Go ahead and cash your vote, guys. And that's going to be for the first round voting. It has already started, which is March the 10th through March the 31st. All right? Well, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much. I love you guys to life. Thank you so much for listening. Follow me as I follow Christ. And until next time, Ciao bella If you've enjoyed this podcast, then send it to a friend. It's all about sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are family. So share this podcast to anyone you feel it would be a blessing to. Okay. I love you to life.